Hey everybody and welcome to the Doctors of Running virtual roundtable where we discuss the art and science to the things that we're putting on our feet. Today on the docket is the Reebok Panthea. Uh, but before we jump into that, uh, Matt and David, what's been going on with your day today? How you guys doing? Not, I mean, much. Just I'm finishing up uh, last week of classes for another semester in the PhD program. Had another interesting week in the clinic where people are coming back, uh, still making sure everything's safe, right? All the precautions, everything. Starting to see the more patient population, so it's good. You doing some telehealth? Yeah, what? You do telehealth too? Uh, a lot of telehealth too. That's that's slowly starting to peter, peter off as more people are starting to come in. So not as much yeah. now. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, we're all um, doctors of physical therapy, so we're we're all treating patients. But um, yeah, what about you, David? What's been going on for you today? You know, for the most part, normal day in the office. I work ten-hour days, and I've got a about a forty-five, fifty-minute commute. So I nice. leave at like six something in the morning, about six oh five, and then I get home just about now. So nice. <laughs> um, kind of another day in the office, but it's Friday. I decided to treat myself, and so I stopped by Starbucks on the way home, got myself nice. a caramel frappuccino, you know, and uh, I got myself some marble red and because I'm getting my popcorn ready. Oh, uh, yeah. For the round table. Three, too, which is good. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Sweet. Cool. Nathan, what about you? How was your week? Yeah, it was good. Today, Fridays are sweet. We close at noon on Fridays, so I got half days every Friday, and then um, we kind of treat Fridays as a rest fun day for our family. We got two little kids, so we do movie nights on Fridays. We watch Ratatouille today. Nice. Two -year -old, uh, Classic. Classic. And then our, for Mother's Day, we were putting together like a little stone for my mom from, nice. her, from her youngest grandson, so I just got done painting that. So Awesome. Also, fun fact for all of our viewers, Nathan is the dad of the group. He is. <laughs> so we have cute artsy projects. That's going to be that guy. Yeah, and my, my job is also to get this PG rated if I can. But uh, hey, since this since the first virtual roundtable, uh, one of the things that we hope uh, that we bring to this is just authenticity. So this will be pretty, uh, I would say, unrefined. It'll just be pretty raw. I want, we're hoping you, we get your... You get our real thoughts, mistakes, um, corrections. Good. So hopefully it's uh, it's helpful for everybody and also a little bit of fun. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. To your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, let's jump into the Pantheon. Who has some specs on this thing? All right. So if you look inside of the shoe, it actually tells you. So it's got an eight millimeter drop, designed for everyday training. Uh, eight ounces, I believe, size men's nine. Yeah. And then and women's. A, what's that? 7.2 for women's. I, I do not so. know. Yeah. 7.2. I think you're right. Sorry, ladies. We'll, we'll get you. Don't worry. <laughs> and what do we got? The midsole compound is their float ride foam. Float ride foam, right. So it's a PIBA-based foam uh, combined with some what appears to be EVA on the, on the top sole as well. So hopefully 
just give it a little more stability up top. But yeah, it's a combination of two foams. They don't list yeah. that, right? They just say they just list the, the float wide foam, but there is an EVA based foam there as well. Yeah. And then upper is kind of this layered mesh, um, kind of upper that we'll, we'll get into later. Yeah. Um, but here, let's just start with kind of what were your favorite things about this shoe? What did you guys, what did you guys like? I, I really liked that this is one of the few, I know we say these shoes are like a do-it-all shoe, but this is one of the few where I was like, this really hit it on the mark. Um, where at like at eight ounces, it's light enough to be able to do super well in workouts, but there's plenty of soft cushioning underfoot. There's a, lot, a decent amount of midsole here where you can still take this on easy runs, long runs. And I've, I've done pretty much every workout I can think of these and they've done well. It's not the lightest shoe, but it, it can really do a lot of different things. I could see this working super well, somebody's lightweight trainer, somebody else's marathon shoe, somebody else's racing flat. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty versatile in that way. And again, I know we use that term a lot, but this one really hits the mark on that. Yeah. Definitely. To piggyback off of that, I think the key word that I would use is versatility. Definitely. It's lightweight enough to get the wheels turning, but there's still enough structure on it for daily training as well. Definitely. And I think one thing that kind of plays into the versatility as well is just terrain. Like the outsole is full contact and you've got almost like little mini lugs almost. And it's not exactly like great for trailer dirt, but it gets the job done. Yeah. Like running, track or like salt, like fairly like neutral or mild trail definitely solid on yeah so I, I just like that and the foam's responsive it's got a little bit of rigidity thanks to that top sole and it's yeah. just i got down to like 520 pace and i was fine and like i also ran as high as like 750 pace and mm -hmm. i was fine so it's like you could do everything also on a side note, for those who don't know some of the characteristics of us uh i'm affectionately known as the destroyer uh, among the group is my ability to wear through shoes faster than anybody alive. And somehow so that some be able to wear through the outsole. Somehow I barely put a dent in this after like 60, 70 miles. And I think David, you actually have more wear on yours than I do. So yeah, that's, that is kudos, kudos beyond belief to me. Cause that's, that, yeah. I, yeah, I'm impressed. Feeling their durability and grip of their outsoles just in general. Like the run fast outsole. Yeah, did the same thing. It was good. It was solid. Yeah, even the float right energy. But yeah. for me, um, I, I'm i with you guys, but I think uh, the other thing that I actually really loved about it, maybe you guys have other thoughts on it, but yeah. I loved the shoe actually. I think really? It's, it was unique. It has um, the side of it, if you feel on the inside through, through the toe box, it almost feels like a thin layer of foam padding, um, which yeah, made it yeah. feel like it was hugging the foot, securing it down, but it was also flexible. And then the upper, this outer mesh layer is really breathable. So it had this weird combination of like hugging your foot down, but it was really uh, accommodating. So when I would take these out for speed work, they would lock the foot down well. But when I would take it out, like I did a, the Yeti 30 hour challenge where, and I did my last leg in these. So I is super tired feet they were definitely swollen and the foot accommodate or the shoe accommodated really well so i i really liked the upper um and obviously i mean float ride midsole their p-vax foam i love it it's so smooth um they have just enough of a bevel but i think we'll, we'll talk about that more later um but the and the toe off and a little bit of toe spring is really good yeah. too i love the shape of the shoe really smooth yeah but, the uh, 
for those who look at this, it might look narrow, and when you put it on, it's going to feel snug. The upper does does stretch to your foot. Yeah. It feels secure when you go in there, and it can be a little. I thought it was a little narrow at first, and then it it, it adapts pretty well to your foot. So don't be turned off by your first impressions of that. What do you What do you guys think for the other side of things? Where room for improvement? Things you didn't like? Stability. I'm the I'm also the stability guy of the group, and uh, you know, like the forefoot was pretty good, right? It's got a pretty solid base here, but that 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 midfoot, especially in a little bit of the heel, I just and the softer foam was just a little. I was able to do it, right? It just it kind of wears me down after a little bit, and part of that's continuing to work on like hip strength stability, but I wish it was just a little more stable. I I agree with you with the with the narrowness of the midsole. Oh, that's my dirty one. Let's show you my clean one. <laughs> I agree with you there. I do think if you're comparing this to like the float ride energy, I think this is actually a lot more stable. It is. Um, about the same width, but you have the top sole that adds some rigidity. So if you're thinking about, oh, is it stable enough for me? And you've ran in the float ride energy. I, I would say this one runs more stable mm -hmm. um, than, than that one. You guys could disagree, but I, I think the top sole adds some, some of that rigidity and they're both yeah. relatively. But yeah, I forgot that the, the, the float ride energy is just the full float ride foam. There's none of that. It's the float ride energy foam. Yeah. Those are like TP polyurethane. Yeah, I think. that's right. But David, what about you? You know, I agree. I remember you mentioning a while back that like the midfoot wasn't the most stable coming through, yeah. and I could kind of see that. Really, yeah. the only reinforcement's just that little bit of topsoil in there. And then even the foam kind of extends out only just slightly. So you right. kind of abrase it and collapse onto it a little bit. Um, but again, it's a neutral shoe. So if, uh, if you're already relatively efficient for the most part, like it shouldn't really be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there, I, there's a little bit of medial, not to interrupt you, Nathan, sorry. There's yeah, you a go. medial sole flare at the heel. So that might do a little bit for any kind of like additional stability, but that midfoot just goes... Yeah. Yeah. So, I gotcha. Yeah. Probably my complaint. I think. Is, yeah. Go for it. The two things I didn't like about the shoe. The first one is super, whatever. This pull tab is useless for me. I think they got it. Like, just make it a real pull tab. Um, it's fashionable. It's just this little. It does look nice. It just didn't do too. It didn't do too much functionality wise. Um, but that's not a big deal. I'd say the um, the other thing that I just in general with the how Reebok's yeah. been putting up stuff is they have this heel flare on the back um and and what that does matt you can speak to this too just with some of the research out on our, our muscles kind of prepare for us our foot to hit the ground when you have a heel flare like this you get early contacts your muscles are contracting mm -hmm. contracting at the time uh appropriate it's a little bit delayed and even microseconds can make a difference in and things. So I wonder what the stability would even feel like if you're not having early contact and you're having better loading. That, that um, also probably contributes to that because there, I could definitely feel the, the posterior. And thanks for reminding me on that. That yeah, that yeah. definitely. As a heel striker, right? I hit that. I can hit that pretty hard, and so I definitely feel that. It's not the worst, right? There's at least a little bubble, but it's definitely something that can improve to smooth out the ride. Just, all you got to do is move just a little farther forward. It's going to take some weight off. And honestly, that will help with the stability, keeping you in like the sagittal plane of motion rather than going. Yeah. puts a lot of stress on a, a bunch of different muscles anywhere from the research, yeah. looking at the anterior tib tibialis to like the patellofemoral joint and knee joint. Yeah. English. Um, yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, 
So what would you guys say if you had to compare this to another shoe out on the market? Actually, can I go first on this one? Yeah, please. Can I compare this to another shoe? I think before I even do that, I would say that I, I just I just love this shoe. I think uh, my shoe of the year last year was the Float Ride Energy, and I would choose this over it any day for me. Um, so this one, I, I loved it. Uh, but if I was comparing it to another shoe on the market, I would actually probably go with the Skechers Go Run 7 Plus that we tested recently. Kind of a similar yeah. soft, um, except it, and it's a little bit lower profile. Like it yeah. has cushion, more cushion than the Go Run 7 Plus, but it's, it's still a little bit lower profile, has kind of that versatility trainer to it. But I would say this is faster and more stable than the 7 Plus for me, just with the popular outsole that that one has. So... I'd say that some of that, the cushioning and the, the level of cushion that it has, I would say is most similar. I, I would, I, I both agree and disagree because I think you're right on like the ride, the cushion, the way it is interesting because to me, the, the seven plus felt, even though it's listed, like what was the weight on that? like a racing flat than it actually I think it was like high sevens I want to say. Yeah. Which is interesting because it feels more like a racing flat than a lightweight trainer. Um, yeah where I had a lot of trouble taking that shoe out for longer runs and it like moderate length runs, but was better doing like workouts and stuff like that. But agree on the, the stability component, but I agree that this definitely took the uh, improvement in terms of stability and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Any other? I, David, just, you go, you go. What are you I just think that Brian's the destroyer. He, uh, <laughs> I took the go run seven plus on a 20 mile run. I was fine. <laughs> I was not. But um, oh, and I'm all sidetracked because I got offended by that. But mileage no. <laughs> maybe uh, you can forget who says that. We'll have to uh, quote later, so don't they don't get mad at us. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, though, I think yeah. the Goron Seven Plus is pretty close. I I remember when I put this on my feet, I was like, this is like a baby between like the Skechers Go Run Ride Eight and the Go Run Seven Plus and or the 361 Pacer ST. Kind of like that performance trainer meets daily trainer, mm -hmm. like a little yeah. hybrid there. This and, one just does uh, really well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to stay different. I'm going to say we haven't reviewed this on the website yet, but this actually reminds me a little bit of the Sokoti Kinvara. Actually, Kinvara uh -huh. is a little lighter. Um, doesn't quite feel like it, but it's still that like lightweight trainer, very versatile shoe that could easily be like, a long distance racer and a daily trainer yeah. at the same time. So the Kinvara is probably what I would compare <laughs> to most closely, which I haven't run in the, the 11 <laughs> yet. You're losing a photo back there? Things are falling apart. Yeah, I have a ghost apparently. Did I hit that? I didn't, I didn't Probably just it. a California earthquake, man. I don't know. So moving on here, the next, uh, we're going to have a segment. Wait, you know, it's live. <laughs> <laughs> every single time where it's, um, if this shoe were a blank, what would it be? And this time, um, David gets to bring the question, if this shoe were a blank, what would it be? What is that blank? What are we answering today? All right. Today, I'm going to go with a big media personality. If this shoe were a big media personality, what would it be? Well, Klein's out on this one, I think. I don't think I don't watch TV. He doesn't watch TV. I'll make something up. Go. All right. I'll, I'll go first. Um, I would say that this would be uh, Emma Stone, but Emma Stone, when she was performing on 
Jimmy Fallon uh, lip sync battle. <laughs> if you haven't watched it, you should look it up on YouTube because she kills it. So she has this kind of pink dress is kind of like futuristic almost. And I, I feel like this, the, the looks of this shoe is a little futuristic. Um, but also she just crushes the performance. And I, I think that this kind of, she, she sings uh, All I Do Is Win. And this shoe, uh, we talked about the versatility. She does like All I Do Is Win. She did some song, like some 90s song. She kind of hit this like gamut of songs during her lip sync battle. So she was versatile and she had this like futuristic looks. And so that's my choice. All right. That's a tough that's really one to good. I'm following that up, David. I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, jeez. That's awesome. Um, you know, when I first saw this shoe I and I first put it on and ran in it, I thought it was beautiful and elegant, but it was fierce and ferocious and aggressive at the same time. And so I'm going to have to go with my boy Joe Exotic from Tiger King. I mean, it looks like a tiger. It's just like a tiger. It's beautiful. It's elegant, but it'll also, you know, snap a neck if it has to. So Joe Exotic, beautiful and elegant. All right. Yeah, I don't know. The shoe apparently accidentally has workers killed by tigers. Just <laughs> what I understand, it happens to the show, but... Yeah, there's a lot more playing that that uh, is going on with Tiger King. It's crazy. Yeah, I literally can't follow this up. You said Emma Stone and then Tiger King. How am I going to... I don't... Just say Carol uh, did it. Pick, pick a TV personality that you know. Anybody that you know. Just pick one. <laughs> I mean, my all-time favorite comedy hero is like Robin Williams, but I don't know, like, maybe it's... It's it's flashy. Can do anything. It's. I mean, it could be a clown shoe. You know, like the. Yeah, whole... I can get that. I don't know. I mean, Robin is the man, though. He is the man. Rest in peace. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, can I do a personality? Like. Yeah, I don't. I I got nothing. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Give me. We're good. We're good. You're good. You'll we'll get one next time. We'll, yeah. We'll like violinists for you next time or something yeah do something like that <laughs> yeah but so I, do you guys have any other thoughts otherwise i think we can wrap it up uh just want to revisit the uh the posterior heel flare and flare in general uh, we address this on the website frequently we have a, uh, a section as thoughts as a dpt where we try to bring a little bit more of the research and biomechanics behind what this shoe these shoes can do in terms of how they influence your body um, just a reminder that there is no such thing as a shoe that prevents injuries, right? That's, we don't have enough evidence to suggest that. Um, there are certainly some companies that have made some claims. We may talk about that research later, not today. But, you know, sole flare is one of those things you can use to improve stability if it's done medially or laterally. Um, like anything, it can be positive or negative. So sole flare, you know, medially will tend to resist a little bit of motion very gently going in. Soul flare laterally will do the same thing. The only challenge with when you have soul flare out a little farther here is that when people land at the forefoot or heel, the same thing happens with the posterior heel flare. You can have a little early initial contact. So, you know, some people are more sensitive to this, to this than others. I used to be very sensitive, but I seem to have adapted. Um, the the posterior heel flare, I, I feel like is just a no-no. Like, don't do that. Because other than like, if you're walking and trying to resist, like somebody's leaning backwards, which does in certain patient populations, right, that do do tend to fall backwards, that's a great thing to have. But we're talking about runners, so I think for the most part, as a running shoe, just don't do or that. Or bad enough. Yeah, yeah like or just like it looks cool. I get it, but and I love that this shoe is awesome. But like, I'm gonna cut this. I'm gonna slice this down, which people do all the time, and it works. 
But yeah, the post-heel heel flare, like, come on, guys, don't do that. Like, the rest yeah. of the shoot is awesome, but, you know, the rest of the shoot is awesome. Yeah. Four-foot strikers, mid-foot strikers, like, if you're still focusing on your foot strike, should be fine. People who land further yeah. back just know that might be, take a little bit of time to get used to. Um, and if my normal self goes through, I'll probably wear through it in time. So, you know. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Matt. Well, yeah. uh, there are our thoughts on the art and science of putting the Reebok Panthea on our feet. Make sure to subscribe to this channel below and check out our website at doctorsofrunning.com. We've got tons of reviews out there and research reports on all things running. Um, and we look forward to meeting together with you next time.